Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we are developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. Michael, do you want to talk about the hurricane cancellations? The hurricane cancellations were interesting because it was really curious to see the two choices that were made. So Hurricane Henri <laughs> was coming up the eastern seaboard, um, and the Yankees Henry. immediately canceled their game, like, yeah. well in advance. And the Red Sox were like, I think we're going to play ours. I think we're going to play we'll it. wait and see. <laughs> and then, yeah. we'll and then and the, see. the path kept curving out towards Boston, and then they finally canceled it. And this had real fantasy implications, potentially. Yeah. Well, you know, it just all of a sudden pushing a Cor- Corbin Burns start back also has huge fantasy repercussions. I feel like there have been fewer rainouts this year than previous years. You know what? I had not thought about that, but I agree. However, there have been just as many random miss starts move back starts etc yep partially due to covid but i think that the covid piece has made it like more socially acceptable yeah to just randomly miss a start i I think i I think multiple effects right so the the combination of creating a covid il (laughs) and creating the like the shorter il the 10 day il for pitchers and like all of these all of these tweaks that they've done to the il make it more likely that people miss games or just yeah. just sit out a game yeah the number of times where it's like today's the day that i'm supposed to start and then all of a sudden it's like lineups have locked and then it's oh i'm on the il i know like, what? i <laughs> i know <laughs> what? like faked you out i'm actually going on the il <laughs> sorry guys i'm out of here yeah it's been tough you you just never know yeah you just never know anymore. You can't really depend on anything. You want to jump across the pond? <laughs> uh, I don't, but you can. You're well. You're welcome to. Uh, no, we'll jump across. Well, we're talking about baseball. That's a North American <laughs> sport. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, I see. Yeah, no London series this year. Um, sure. So we are okay. We're doing okay. Two two match days down. Chelsea beats Arsenal. Tottenham beats the Wolves and. Manu and Southampton draw. So, and of course, as you pointed out yesterday, Manu was the only team to score in that match. Manu scored two goals. Wolves scored. Uh, Southampton scored none, and still somehow Manu didn't didn't get a win. I think we've done a really good job of identifying the stay away teams. For I think us. what we'll need to do, we need to be really good about staying away from those stay away teams once we identify them. That's right. So that's a good. I and I'm looking ahead to this weekend, and I'm seeing things that are very tempting to me, like Villa versus Brentford, and I know that that should be a stay away. Oh, I want it, but it's sitting right there. <laughs> I want it. I want it so bad. <laughs> I want it so bad to be able to to know what it is. But you know what it is going to be unpredictable. That is totally unpredictable. Uh, Villa, of course. But you know what is not unpredictable? Stay away teams. West Ham Palace. Norwich City versus. Oh. 
Leicester City is is predictable. <laughs> that one is predictable. Uh, that one's predictable. I think Tottenham Watford feels pretty predictable. Tottenham Watford is predictable. I I think West Ham Palace is predictable. You think the Hammers are going to take this? Well, the Hammers do play today. They play tonight against Leicester, so that may set some of the Ooh, tone. Short week, so we might want to be careful about that. Very short week, actually, for them. Short week. Um, well, we know Arsenal's going to lose as well. They're going to start the season zero and three, and it's going to be like already panic city. I like this. I, I mean, I feel really good about betting against Norwich. Oh. I feel really good about the Ewing theory for Tottenham. I think that Man City, one of. And then you decide on Man City, West Ham, or Brighton. <laughs> I, I mean, I I love the I love the Brighton one just as your decision. Your Brighton decision, is Brighton's like call. a Brighton's like a major heat check for us, you know. <laughs> like like how are we doing? If we get that one, we're gonna be totally on fire. <laughs> we're gonna be feeling ourselves like crazy. Is it gonna be like Kevin Durant playing street ball? Exactly. We're gonna we're gonna be or Olympic yeah. gold medal. Yeah. Olympic gold medal games. All right, I feel good. I think we think we know what we're doing here. All right, we have to do a postmortem anytime that you make a real set of predictions. And I went on the record last week with real predictions for our matchup, and they weren't that bad. Obviously, the outcome was very bad. Eric beat me in, a, I would say, a heartbreaker, I think. It was great. I mean, it was good in the sense that we were both sweating it out through Sunday. Yeah. But yep. you, you did win. So, I mean, congratulations to you heading off into the more sane rounds of the playoffs. Anything that's not a one-week round is always more sane. It's a, yeah, which means that I'm probably going to lose. Yes. But. I will say our, our matchup was very was very fun because I headlined. I was ahead the whole time. But I, wasn't, I was not really ahead, and I was not very far ahead. And it was really... You had you were out of the blocks, average out of the blocks. I had a really good start out of the blocks, and somehow that just helped propel me through the through the rest of the week. Um, let's start with the good things here. Your pitching was more good than bad, so you you way outkicked your cover. Not way outkicked. One sigma better on both ERA and WHIP. So you know, big congratulations there. That was a good week to do that. And you got one sigma better on wins. I'm just not even going to count saves. You were basically on the prediction <laughs> of zero. Yeah, let's I'll call it what it is. <laughs> zero. I In our hearts, we knew it was zero, even though you had predicted 0.2. But the stressor here was the Ks. And yeah. you, you massively under came in way under Ks. And the only thing that saved you is that I came in even further under Ks. <laughs> so you were minus, minus 2.6 sigma. On, on case. So I didn't do a good job. But part of that was the hurricane that we talked about at the beginning and a start getting aforementioned locked. starts. Yeah. So this was And that was but that wasn't the only one that I lost. I know. I know no no no. I lost three. Which basically makes this up, right? So the sigma was nine point four. So let's say you got an extra eighteen Ks, you'd be on it. I lost three starts. Yeah, six six piece. Plus the one ad drop that I did was a mis- yeah. <laughs> ended up on the DL immediately. He he did WTF. he did get you two Ks to be fair, but he got me two Ks. Sure, sure, great. I will say the the wins is funny to me because actually it probably is more predictive. Should have really gotten six wins. I probably should have gotten like 
5.4 from <laughs> from the actual. They probably shouldn't have gotten a full win for one or two of those. And then you probably should have gotten like a partial win for one one or two of those. So it really was like I was a, I was like positive 0.05 sigma, and you were probably negative one. But that's what we said at the beginning of this. You kind of have to know. You do have to forecast this either in your head in a spreadsheet to have a good sense of like, yeah. Even though I'm forecasting, you forecasted me for 4.6 wins. Plus or minus two. <laughs> Duh. I mean, yeah, so anywhere between six, I mean, I guess seven, seven to two, I could have, I could have really realistically had. Yeah. And then you were, you were thinking anywhere from four to nine? Nine for me, for yeah. And somehow you ended up with three. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was a bunch of those. I mean, this is why you think about these as, as distributions because. There were a bunch where I was like, this is pretty close. This could have been a win. <laughs> could have been a win. Like, yeah. broke a little bit differently yeah. and you get a win. And it's it's yeah. hard. It's hard. I mean, all right. Let's look at the hitting side where you did. You were. I'm very impressed with my predictions. I will just briefly say <laughs> on the on the side here. The on the hitting side. The you're way under on home runs and and average. Anomalous anomalously like quite anomalously under on home runs in average but man if i didn't hit it on rbis runs and stolen bases pretty darn good yep very i mean 35.6 he said i was gonna get 35.6 um rbis got 36 got 36 nice. good job very right nice on. just just really at the center of the distribution but you said that you were gonna get 35.6 and you got 40 49 yeah no 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 <laughs> so i was gonna say i mean i I overperformed on hitting. It just wasn't enough of an overperformance on hitting to balance my underperformance on pitching. <laughs> yeah, and but and then on the um, yeah, because the interesting one is the runs. So I was able to outperform, not by a huge amount, my runs total. You were able to outperform your runs total, not enough yeah. to make it interesting. That would have done it. It, it would have. That was the one that I was watching last day watching saves and runs because like if he my team doesn't show up on sunday which it never does <laughs> he's he's gonna be able to pass me if runs. i if i could have outperformed if you would have underperformed on runs it would have been it would have been fine more oh i bear i mean i barely scraped it together on the last day i was bummed i mean i am bummed obviously to be out of the playoffs but yeah. in the end this in the end i just stare at my numbers and like well this was statistically expected there was no, it wasn't, it wasn't like I was a big, it wasn't like I was a massive favorite going into the week. It wasn't like you were a huge underdog. The numbers that we predicted in advance predicted you to have a small victory. You had a small victory. Okay. <laughs> yeah, did, so the numbers straight up said that I was going to win 5-4-1. Four, four, That's right. With the tie being RBIs. The tie was going to be RBIs, yep. And... I was convinced that it was going to flip because I sort of saw, I saw the writings on the wall because my whole season has been starts being missed by my starting pitchers. Yeah. My two aces, Garrett Cole and Corbin Burns have missed the little anti-vaxxers that they are have <laughs> missed games. And it's been like, it's not just the anti-vax stuff. They've missed games because of other things. So I kind of had in my head, like, I'm I'm I have supposed to get four starts from these two guys. Uh, my over under really is two. Yeah. 
if I get two from from these guys, I'll I'll feel pretty good about it. And they didn't hit that. And then I lost a couple other starts. So I was thinking, I was like, I'm probably not going to be able to get one of K's or wins. And it came pretty close on K's. K, I mean, K's was close. K's, I, you know, we were we we're one one different set of start away or, you know, my closers not blowing up early in the week and getting sat <laughs> from, I mean, that my, it really, like, if there was one thing that really went wrong for me this week, it was the closer performance. I had three essentially dead roster spots, <laughs> except for Alex You're... Reyes's one save on Sunday. He got it. He got you there. He he took yeah, your forecast would have been so bad if he had not. I know. I know. <laughs> Gotta save. To the point where I in mid season midweek, I was like, I'm gonna pick up Barlow because there's a chance that he could get a save against this terrible I Boston know. team. And and Mike's gonna get one save. Well, I mean, we we were talking about this on. I mean, the writing was already on the wall somewhat on the closers on Tuesday because Burn, uh, Barnes and and Reyes had gone out for long, and Colome had all gone out for long outings, like, and they just had, had. It was like, well, they're gonna get sat for two days probably, and then okay, long outings wherein they did not get saves. Yes. Yep. They did. One of our least as fantasy people fantasy people <laughs> yeah <laughs> one of our least uh least favorite all right but you, you have a tool right. you have a tool that that you're using that i'm curious to hear about here it's i'm not it's i just had in my head i've been trying to do this in my head a little bit um but i was curious i was curious to find some of the players who were on pace for well above or well below where they're supposed to be um so I put together a little, a little hack, grab some fan graphs, data, grab steamers projections, not our own projections, but I could ask you for the, our own projections if it, and, um, took, what was the way that I'm, I'm going to say this? Um, I prorated all of the, well, all of the hitting stats to the expected, um, numbers based on the plate appearance from preseason and then compared to steamers. So what? Okay, what does that mean? So Joey Votto has four hundred three plate appearances. He was where is uh, Steamers had said preseason that he was going to get six forty eight. So I prorated it to six forty forty eight based on his numbers right now. This is in this is in La La Land. Uh, just to be clear, okay. I wanted to see. I, I wanted to set this on what is the current production base um the current production paces are could i find anybody so joey Votto is the whole reason why i'm talking to you is that joey's Votto's home run pace is ridiculous if he was able to get to the 648 plate appearances oh which he's not yeah <laughs> <laughs> but his rate i mean he had that stretch where he hit tons of home runs He's on your team again. I know he's on my. Right? Of course, he's on my team again. You, you think I ever didn't want to own Joey Votto? Right. So he's he is far and away the guy who is uh, outperforming the original the steamers projections from preseason based on rate alone. Other guys, and I want. I just want to hear who of this list, if anybody, is interesting. I'll give you the top ten in home runs: Joey Votto, Fernando Tatis, Shohei Otani. Vladimir Guerrero, Marcus Semyon, 
Cesar Hernandez, Brandon Crawford, Jorge Polanco, hold that thought, Dansby Swanson, and Javier Baez. Wow, Dansby Swanson made it onto the list. He's well, remember I said he's gonna he is gonna shape up to be a playoff hero this year. That's what I said during the review. It's like he just has all the makings of someone who's gonna be blah during the season. <clears throat> blah during the season and then turn it on in the playoffs. He's turning on right before the playoffs with uh, Acuna out and that roster spot open the lineup spot opening up. Well, the Bra- the Braves have certainly remade their lineup in a way that's advantageous for Swanson right now. It's working. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, Crawford is interesting what to is me because he? he's always he's always kind of he's always kind of sitting yeah, there. Crawford how many how many home runs did they did they forecast him for? Steamer. Thirteen. Okay, we had we had him at seventeen. By the way, just just okay. a little. If he was to hit his projection, his projected plate appearances, it'd be twenty four. Which is what we talked about. Like he was, remember he was like a, on a thirty home run pace. I know, I know. I mean, every, everything about that, everything about that Giants team is is up in the air. He could still get there. He could still get there. His, I think that the biggest thing actually limiting him here in this is that his preseason projected PAs was five seventeen, and he's already at four or three. Well, you put so you ended up putting his average at five thirty eight. Well, the average Votto was six twenty four plate appearances. I know it's six forty eight here at Steamer. That's that's crazy. Yeah. So any of these guys interesting for next year? I mean, I think I don't really want to talk about Joey Votto because I think that's sort of a. It's right now it's a little bit of a statistical anomaly. I think that he's going to be. I think that he's going to be kind of dead on. Everybody's going to know he's an old man. They're going to let him fall a little bit. You're going to snag him. I, th- I think all if these are a Joey Votto. Person. I think almost all these guys are going to. I mean, with the exception of the first. Three, I think that you listed everybody is going to hopefully be a little bit cheaper next year. So I find that intriguing. I mean, I think Swanson is going to be cheap next year. Maybe. Well, if he has a, I mean, if he continues on this pace and has a pretty good playoffs and Atlanta makes noise, he's actually might be expensive. And he might be the one that I say is going to have a fall. So he's going to fall so off. Is, next is year. your general theory that everybody on this list is going to be too expensive? No, no, that, that's actually special to him. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I, I actually don't know. I think it's, it is case by case. I, I think that for Tatis, Otani, and Guerrero are are elite. And yeah, those are probably those are going to be off the board in the first two rounds. And the question is, Semyon, <laughs> Cesar Hernandez, Crawford, Jorge. Well, Blanco, how did the Swanson the White Sox Hines. just rented Hernandez, right? Uh. I don't know. I think. I mean, we don't know some. Some of these guys, some of these guys are going to be. I. I mean, I hate to cop out, but a lot of this is going to be where are they next year? <laughs> a lot of some for some of these guys. Some of these guys, you know, where they're going to be. Like Vlad Guerrero Jr., you know exactly where he's going to be, and that's going to be a pretty yeah. good spot. Like you should probably pay for him. Javier Baez, are you going to feel better for about him if he's not in a Mets uniform? Well. I don't like the fact that he seems super durable on the Cubs, and then the minute he ends up on the Mets, he misses a bunch of games. <laughs> like, what is going on with that team? And then Polanco. Well, I don't feel like I can reasonably judge Polanco. <laughs> for for multiple reasons. One, he's a twin, and yeah. two, he just killed me last week. <laughs> and three, he has had a steroid problem. <laughs> we will talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a problem or a <laughs> misstep? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is interesting. I, I thought this was a little bit interesting, interesting exercise of who ended up getting in there. It's like, Tatis, yeah, we know. And I hope that it continues Otani and Guerrero. I, I'm actually, like, really pumped that those are going to be new face of fantasy. Yeah. After a couple of years. But, yeah, Semyon, Hernandez, Crawford, Polanco. I'm, those are guys that I think are going to be available way past when they did. That's interesting. I mean, I I do think it's a little bit of a cheat to just talk about home runs, but it's also incredibly valuable <laughs> like to talk about home runs. I mean, I just Well, it's a scoring category. I, well, I just I mean, I demonstrated the value of home runs this past week because it was the basically the only thing that kept me in our matchup was yep. the fact that I way overperformed on home runs. So I'm I'm actually not frustrated about sorting, you know, sorting on home runs. But they are fickle in the sense that mm-hmm. a bunch of these guys we wouldn't have put on this list preseason. We we no. wouldn't have even considered to be on this list preseason. So you know what does that say, what does that say about predicting what they're going to do next year? <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Well, here let me give you the let me flip this. Okay. Glaber Torres, Charlie Blackman, Nick Ahmed, Juan Soto, and Alec Baum. Well, one if you had to pick. Why don't you, why don't you pick one guy who bounces back out of this group? Who who would you pick? Juan Soto. Juan Soto. Okay, fine. Off limits. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I knew that you. I automatically I was like in my head I was like oh I'd say Juan well, Soto. Okay, who else would you? you take? Well, I think I think Blackman and Votto are the same. Like you you average them together and you end up with where they both should be, <laughs> right? Let, right. Old men who used to produce and who. This year, one of them's off. One of them's on. Ahmed Rosario is an interesting, um, is an interesting one. I, I'm. He's in Arizona now. When did that happen? <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. That's Nick yeah. Ahmed. No, it's Nick, oh, it's Ahmed, Nick Ahmed, not Ahmed. Oh, Rosario. Nick Ahmed. Sorry. Uh... I was gonna say, geez, how did he get to Arizona? <laughs> Nick Ahmed. Ah, uh, that. that's an interesting one. I, I mean, I think he was too hyped running into the season more than anything else. He was, well, I mean, he was hyped as like a, you're going to be able to get some production out of him. Wow, Steamer said 17 home runs, 60 runs, 67 RBI. And who who is your fourth guy on the list? Oh, Glaber Torres. Um, ooh, Glaber Torres. That's an interesting one. I, I've never been that hot on Glaber Torres. I, I just don't, I just don't see it there, but I guess of the list that you gave me, I'm not doing Nick Ahmed. I'm not doing Charlie Blackman. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do one soda, so I have to go with Glaber Torres. All right, I think that about brings us to the review session. Jorge Polanco. Jorge Polanco, right? Twenty twenty one. Let's talk about this. One hundred and sixteen games. So he's actually playing a lot of games this year. Four hundred ninety five plate appearances yeah. already. Seventy three runs. Twenty two home runs. Seventy one RBIs. Ten stolen bases, and two seventy three average. We should have been talking about him earlier in the season. Well, yeah, but take a look at his like take a look at his year last year. I hate using twenty twenty as a as a benchmark thing, but I take your point for the most part. He had a really, really down year last year, um, and it's and it's a guy who it's tough because in twenty what was it twenty seventeen, young looked pretty good. 2018 starts out pretty darn good 
and you're and it's like okay here's the Polanco that were like they traded away Eduardo Escobar and Nunez it's like they're kind of clearing the way out for Jorge Polanco boom steroids yeah 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 there is there is I mean there is an anomalous year here of the 77 games played (laughs) like ooh. What happened that year? And, you know, it's funny because you can't actually find that information on the Savant page, except for that he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he was, oh, he's placed on the restricted list. Like, ooh, what does that mean? There's, <laughs> like, yeah, there should be like a, you know, you have 2021 20, percentiles. There should be like underneath a little, like, like little heat spot that is just like steroid or, well, nowadays domestic violence dispute steroid or domestic violence dispute, dispute. i mean they, they should i i don't understand i i don't understand why that's not why that information isn't i mean i understand from the mlb standpoint business standpoint why it's not readily available but that makes me it makes me kind of uncomfortable that they're like this isn't happening <laughs> like we're not right. gonna yeah, we're, we're just not gonna, gonna, we're not gonna think about it so but then yeah. you know then 2019 a banner uh-huh. year i mean uh, 2019 is an amazing year for him it was good. He didn't do. He didn't. Um, he hasn't stolen bases the way until again this year. He hasn't really stolen bases in the way that I think a lot of people predicted because he has some speed. He yeah, has yeah. a lot of oh, speed. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's on pace right now to be a hundred thirty hundred guy basically, which at two seventy three, which is great. That's actually. I mean, that's where he, and and thirteen stolen bases, ten stolen bases. That's like. You know, we were hunting for these guys. Do, I was going to ask, do you, do you remember while. where you drafted him? I got him in the 13th oh. pick six. That's how bad he was last year. Yeah. On a good Twins team. And this year he's doing well on a bad Twins team. <laughs> where does he... So where do you think... Here's a little... Do you think he's in the top 60 fantasy projections for next yeah, year? Yeah, I do. I think I think everyone. Where do you think he? I is? think everyone will be willing to overlook the 2020 season, and I think you'll get something that looks more like the average of 2019 and 2021 for his projections. All right, so would you take the over under on 55, 55.5? Is he under that in fantasy pros? No, I think I. The day this season. I'm starts. now going to talk myself slightly back and go with over because just of how many guys we've reviewed already this year yeah and there there just is so much bounce back potential for everybody yeah Yeah. so i I actually i actually am going to walk it back i I think 60 is probably a good number so i would take over meaning 60.5 you take the under literal under 60.5 uh average fantasy pros average rank yeah yeah i think i think that's right i think that's what i would do start of the season yeah okay I'll take the over. I think that he's gonna get he's gonna get murdered and and I don't I think he's gonna fall off a little bit here at the very end of the season and I think no he's get no way no way the twins are a an August September team fall off a little bit from he is I mean I think over the last sixty days he's like a top ten well okay well yeah no 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 recently he's been just absolutely on fire I mean he had nine what he had like nine RBIs by Wednesday of this week. <laughs> It's like a nightmare. Yeah, over the last twenty-one days, he's player number twenty-six on a player player writer. So, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the over. Okay. I, I wouldn't go much higher though. I was trying to get you down to fifty-five or something no. like that because then I would have felt really good. Oh yeah, no, 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 total total confidence there. 
but I I am excited. I mean, if he's around at like, I have this feeling he's going to be like rated like player number ninety, and I'm going to reach well, for him. He's a he's, he's a really like fun TGFBI pickup because he's going like uh, he's going to play, and this is like uh-huh. this is like a stop a solid stable guy that you get in your lineup and you're just like I'm done. I don't have to think about this. Yeah, yeah. And now dual eligibility, so that's going to be good. But it doesn't. I mean, it's in a little bit, but it doesn't. It doesn't hugely help your middle infield position. Would have been helpful if he'd also gotten outfield, third. He could play outfield for the Twins. Third or outfield, yeah. He could he could play outfield for the <laughs> Twins. The problem is everyone that's in the outfield can literally only play the outfield and only semi passably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kirloff and Larnock. Just it's all it's all Nick Gordon now. <laughs> we're just paying the price at the plate. I mean, Buxton's out. Buxton's out on rehab. All right, who are we doing next week? We're going to talk about Cattell Marte. Love it. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too.